I'm Mike Zapsik of I Sell Comics and Comic Book Men on AMC TV, and you're listening to An Elegant Weapon. An Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. An elegant weapon for the more civilized age. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 261. My name is Jay, J.M. Clark. Jay, the Jedi, Ross, Ross, Jedi, Jay. And as always, it's so wonderful to have all you beautiful babies back here with me in the L5J studios. We've been back for a couple weeks now from the great city of New York, but we ain't done yet. Here we go. Part two of our New York Comic Con extravaganza. We got some comic book goodness coming your way. We're going to feature four interviews slash conversations that we had at New York Comic Con this episode. We're going to start off with a very good friend of ours, Miss Casey Pierce, live from the Source Point Press booth where she is hawking copies of Nora and Pieces of Madness. After that, we're going to have a good chat with our friend ZM Thomas, a.k.a. ZM Thomas. He is the man who took it upon himself to write the sequel to the Bible. That's right, the Bible 2. Kids, you have to check this out. It's fantastic stuff. So we had a little bit of a chat from his booth at New York Comic Con. After that, we hook up with old friends, Wayward Raven. Wayward Raven Media. They were on the show years ago, hawking their book, Horseman. Now, Mark and Alex, they have returned at least they've returned. I think they say this is like their fifth year at New York Comic Con, and it's been very cool because they've been working since I've been working. They've been hustling since I've been hustling, so it's great to see those guys still going, going and growing. So congrats, guys, over at Wayward Raven. Uh, after that, we finish off with the new Discovery Kids. I have a chat with Mr. Ted Sikora. Uh, he is one of the guys behind the book Apama, the Undiscovered Animal. This is one of the coolest books that I found at New York Comic Con. Uh, there's a lot to it, but I'm going to let you let him tell you all about it. Uh, the art is by Benito Gallego. I uh, hope I'm saying that right. Um, but yeah, um, I was just walking along through the small press area. And this gentleman, Ted, he was at his booth and he was just randomly asking the crowd. Uh, no, no, someone walked by, sorry. And he asked if they wanted to talk about uh, his comic book. And of course, as often happens, they kind of kept on going. But I didn't. I stopped, I hit record and said, tell me about your comic. So it's incredibly off the cuff. It's very quick, so it takes us a minute to get settled. But uh, Ted was a very cool guy and this book is super duper fun. Uh, we'll talk about it more in the future, but you kids got to see it. Uh, it's something A. Shehan would be all about. Uh, so there you go. New York Comic Con Part 2. My conversations with Miss Casey Pierce, uh, Mark and Alex over at Wayward Raven Media, uh, ZM Thomas, The Bible 2, and of course, Ted Sikora, Apama, The Undiscovered Animal. Here we go. Part 2. And yes... I didn't think there would be, but there is a part three coming. So, uh, also, I need to throw in uh, a note. This November, starting very soon in a couple days, I will be doing 30 podcasts in 30 days in celebration of National Podcast Post Month. They're going to be 15-minute-ish 
bits every day. I'm going to bring to you a, a little bit of a chat about a different Kickstarter every day. And we're going to start with some big ones. We're going to start with some cool ones. we got an Indiegogo that is a very special one indeed as well coming. Because uh, they count too. So that's what we're going to do for all of November. Uh, a little bit inspired by Inktober. So we're going to do 30 podcasts in 30 days. Stay tuned. But for now, please enjoy New York Comic Con Part 2 2017. We just learned that Casey Pierce has sweaty balls. Uh, oh, How yes. How do you deal with this? Is it a difficult situation at these conventions? <laughs> well, it's an economy-sized box of baby wipes. That was awesome. How are you doing? I'm doing excellent, man. I'm in New York. Yeah? I'm, I'm in fucking New York. Fucking New York. You've had a fun show then. Yes, I have. I mean, you know, New York was kind to me uh, last year. They're kind to me again. And uh, this is a great city. I mean, I mean, she's a beast. Don't oh get me God, wrong. Yeah. But you got to tame that beast and what you do. How many times have you been here? Uh, this is my second year. Second year. Yep. Yeah, this is my first and it's blowing my mind. Oh, I know. That's I could fun. tell. I'm glad you're here to, to share my first experience. Aww. With me, Clark. New York Cherry Con, you know what I mean? Right, right. Uh, last night we went out. We had some fun for Mr. J. Fosgett's Hell birthday. Hell yeah. We went to Annabelle uh, in Hell's Kitchen. Uh, you know, I picked that place because it seated a lot of people, but it had great lighting, ambiance, and... Uh, Crazy pizza toppings. That was the best pizza I've ever had. It was really good. It was unbelievable. And that was the best linguine I had. Seafood yeah. linguine. Yeah. It was big like, ass clams in there. And dude, I ate it like I said, an Ethiopian child who hadn't eaten a meal ever. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. can't talk eating. Just inhale it. Didn't even feel it or yeah. taste it. Excellent. Yeah, you're welcome, Annabelle, for the uh, <laughs> promo there. Then you guys went over to Times Square to chill? We did. Like, oh, my God. Kevin Miner of Universe M Productions, he will talk you into anything. He writes No Rest for the Wicked for us. But he's such a horrible influence. <laughs> oh, my God. We, we need to go to bed, right? We have a long drive back to Detroit. Yeah. And he's just like, come on, guys. Come on. You're come always, on. There's come always on, one of on. you who on whatever given con weekend chooses to be the bad influence, though. Oh, I never you know what I mean? I'm never oh, no, the bad never, influence. never. Casey's never wanted to stay oh, up and no, no. Carry, karaoke rock her ass off till four in the morning. Karaoke. Never. Never. Never, never heard of the guy. No. Uh, Nora. Yes. Number three. It is out, baby. Look at it. Look yes. at it sitting there uh, in the all world, its glory. The worldwide release. Uh, illustrated by Sean Steele. Cover art by Mr. Jason Westlake. She is a beauty to behold. And in this issue, I know I kind of left you guys hanging with issue two. Well, hold on. Last issue was a bit of a little punch in the gut there. I wasn't expecting oh, that yeah. sort of thing. You know, mm-hmm. you went kind of heavy. Where, I did. Where are you taking, where are you taking us on this one? Uh, with this one, we're going to dive even deeper into our dark past. So each issue, you are starting to piece together how she's able to do what she's doing. Right. Um, and, and then on the side of that is the story of what she's doing. Right, then we, we take you to the present where right. she does the coma fishing and yeah, uh, yeah. pulls people out of comas. Um, so, yeah, it, and both kind of tugs on your heartstrings because, uh, gosh, I'm trying not to give anything away. I know, but, but is this just mood-wise? Is this another kind of bittersweet kind of issue, or is this one a little scarier? Or this is one's this a lot one, scarier. This one's scarier. Right. This is called Don't Shoot the Messenger. Okay. And we get to find out... Um, 
why you shouldn't shoot the messenger ah. and who that messenger is and what is the message Ooh, so many questions yeah and yeah. then the last issue we spoke of and this isn't a spoiler we did speak of a uh, threat that's a little more than national as general brand would say who is aesthetically modeled after my dad yes of cool. course we all know um but uh handsome old daddy daddy <laughs> more daddies in this Sorry, book daddy um, daddy my pops but uh yeah so we uh we uh, since i left you hanging with that yeah now we get the full enchilada what the hell is going on right, in her right, past so right, right. And, and you and you, in each issue you get to find out more and more about why she carries a tragic demeanor not just with this whole alien business but just personally you know right, we, yeah. we flash back to her husband james and you know that that was her hero her lover her best friend and someone uh, she looked up to, you know, one half of Blasphemous Genius, the uh, um, uh, the development team of viruses for the CIA, pathogenic right. development. Right. So, look at you. It's been so fun to watch you from one to three, because every time you do this, you're just more and more in tune with the book and yeah. more and more in tune and, and comfortable. And that's, that's thanks the to the spiel. readers. It is, because yeah. what the readers get out of it, and I always say, characters and stories will not be 100% um, perceived the way you intended, and that's great. Right. Because the story belongs to them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah. uh, for instance, like in Pieces of Madness, Bestia, you know, people are like, well, the ending kind of trails off a little bit. What happened? I go, what do you think happened? And they will tell me, then you're right. This story belongs uh, yeah. to you. It is no yeah, longer mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, where is Travis and his whole philosophy of non-continuing series bullshit capping you off at for this? <laughs> I was signed to four issues. That's right. So it was a four issue arc. Right? Yeah, and we uh, we laid down uh, laid down the law on Sean Seal. So. Uh, Issue four will be coming very soon, and we will kickstart the trade sometime in the spring. And we are looking at some heavy hitters for the cover art, so right. it's going to be gorgeous. I assure you. Yeah, well, you got a lot of choices at this point. So many fine friends of ours working out there. Doing Can you hear me rubbing my amazing. hands together? Yeah, that's what that sound is. The sound of deliciousness. A future <laughs> plans to conquer the world. Um, so you are going to be smart, though. Even though this is ending at four, you're going to give it a nice arc ending, but. There'll be some little light for future. I'm already two scripts yeah. deep okay. in, in All right. volume good two, girl. man. Good I've been in for volume two. Don't um, get it twisted. We got we got a lot more story. Um, You're just a, a dove into this. You got nothing else going on? Uh, yes. Uh, what do you got going on? Well, Mashika with John Marikin is being illustrated. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes of yeah. course that is um, uh, Mashikan history. Now I say that because there's a huge movement happening right now with the people indigenous to the Valley right. of Mexico. They no longer Thanks, want man. to be called Aztec because that is a Spaniard-given name. They call themselves Mashikas. I didn't know they were still Aztecs to be referred to as Aztecs. I know there's like Mayan people but I didn't know there there's was still like, a bloodline okay. yeah um, well, I figured there's a bloodline but right I didn't realize anyone was still being referred to as Aztecs right right really? yeah there is a, mm -hmm. wow that's so cool. it's spelled M-E-X-I-C-A so it looks like Mexico right. but Mexico Mexico right, yeah, right. yeah mm -hmm. for sure. so uh, that's being worked on uh, there's a lot of other stuff in the works right now actually I'm writing the uh, forward for Dirk Manning's uh, Tales of Mystery, Volume 4, Everything Burns. Right. Uh, and he wrote the foreword for... Oh, I didn't know you were doing that. Yeah, I announced nice. it the other day. Um, we did a live feed. Uh, but he wrote the um, 
my first forward or for my first book, Pieces of Madness, the first released, and he did for the re-release a, re a revised, updated version. Um, so, and we we like he said, we go back to the sandbox. Oh, you guys, yeah, you guys go way back. He was my so. very first podcast interview when I was doing comic book journalism. Right, right. So, um, and a, a friendship flourished from there. And you can find that interview on YouTube. I should probably post it up on social media. For sure. Um, because it was the first time we'd ever met. I did not really? know anything about this man. I perused through his work an hour before Wait, I met you, him. you and Dirk's first meeting is recorded? Yeah. Like, literally? Like, and, and let me tell you. Oh, my God, this excites my, me. My best interview to date. Well, well fine then. No, as an interviewer. Oh, they, okay, I've never sorry. Yeah, I mean, like, after that, like, nothing, nothing compared. You know, right, it was yeah. so genuine, and, he, and he, he's got the gift of gab, and we just connected. At the time, I was doing a podcast called um, Dark Blend. It was a vidcast right, yeah, yeah. Um, that evolved into the watch list. Right. Um, so I, towards the end, I asked him about conspiracy theories, and I intended it for it to be like a five-minute answer, turned into like almost a 30-minute conversation about his I take on it. I am not surprised. Yeah, I want to hear this desperately now. This oh, is yeah. incredible. It is, is, it's so How good. How did I not know that, that? See, always hit record. Kids, always be recording. And yeah. Then amazing moments. Like right. you meeting Dirk are out there. Yeah. I'm sorry, my mind's a little blown right no, now. No, it's okay. I can't imagine you hearing know, you two talk for the first time. Oh, you would love it. It's a very cute interview. Now, when it's, you guys have awesome. a conversation, half the conversation is just eye movement. You guys right. won't even say anything. You just look at each other and right. there's stupid little smirks that come on your face. Or, or one and you both know you're thinking evil things. Yep. Oh, yeah. always. Always. I, I can hear his thoughts. That's hilarious. He, he, he wants to act like I don't, but I can hear you. I hear you right now. about <laughs> Um, I'm so excited by but all this. Yeah, it's so Tales of Mystery right. Volume 4, I will be writing the forward for That Everything Burns. Right, right, uh, right. So that will be fun. Well, I'm, you and I both got to participate in a Dirt Kickstarter where we both read stories yes, for we the did. Backstarters. That was awesome. Do you know what's happening with that? Uh, yours went, I saw him talk about yours coming up. I don't know if it was sent out. I haven't heard anything about mine. Yeah, I believe they've been sent out. Uh, I played the part of uh, Thelma Lushkin, who okay. is my favorite character from the Nightmare World series. She also appears in uh, Tales of Mystery uh, and also in Volume 4. Now, I got to read a lot more than anybody, though right. I can say that she plays... She's Oh, God. Kevin I love Miner's her. Kevin getting naked behind us. Kevin Miner's hot. <laughs> That's... Uh, that's cool, man. Yeah, I haven't heard mine. Have you heard yours? Actually, heard it? Like not yet. I'm yeah, sorry, I was so busy. No, I, I didn't. But I don't know if they're let's out or whatever. Let's to them together. Unless Dirk just think thought mine was trash. Hey, and hang didn't on, hang on. It. I'm rubbing my temples. Dirk. Did he think it was trash? Dirk, come in, Dirk. Because I wasn't good enough. I don't oh think I was no. Good enough oh, I got bad Dirk. news for you, Jason Clark. Uh, oh, it's all bad. <laughs> oh, it's all bad. Anyway. Quitting voiceover forever. No, don't do that. Yeah, I would I like to hear you do an interview in your Scottish accent, like the whole interview. The whole entire interview? Yeah, that'd be sweet. That would be a challenge. Actually, make, it wouldn't be a make challenge. Make up an alter way. ego, a podcaster alter ego. Really? And do like a, like a spin-off well, Welcome show. to Kilts and Pints. Hey, welcome to Comics and Kilts. Comics and Kilts? Kilts and Comics with, with, with me and our guest, Casey Pearce. With Clark Jason. <laughs> Uh, that's that's an inspiring idea. I'll think of something like that. For You're sure. welcome. Thanks, Casey. Uh, there it is, kids. Uh, Nora, issue three. Hell it's yeah. Out there, there's still hardcover pieces of madness. I got rid of Ben. There's still oh, Stan got rid of Ben. Stan killed Ben Goldsmith. Yeah, 
I, could, I, I thought that might happen before the weekend ended out. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Of course, you hear her all the time on the show because we love to have her on the show because we love her indeed. I love an elegant weapon. Casey Pierce. We're smoking Reaper. Uh, you don't want no part of this shit. No part of this shit. I'm going to add that back. I haven't been using it for a while because all these big cons, but I'm going to put it back in there just for you. Thank you. Because that, that was my, like, I love the intro. Uh, the last episode, I got a new bumper when I was in Hamilton Comic Con from Alfonso. Yeah. You know, Studio Comics. Yeah. And But he did like a smooth Spanish one for me. So he's oh, like, Hola, Alfonso Espinosa. Yes, blah, blah, blah. Elegant weapon. Like, weapon elegant. So, so I got a nice Spanish bumper at the beginning of the Very, very nice. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's like Cosmic Casey writer extraordinaire Pierce writer Cosmicness on, on Facebook or some shit. What is uh, it? CosmicCasey.com, both with K's, Facebook.com slash CosmicCasey. Twitter handle is at CosmicCasey. Instagram is KCDWrites, not as in women's lib, but as in physical writing. Yeah, and uh, how was it? Uh, who was it? It was Dan Doherty that described your Twitter, your Instagram feed? Yes, he did. He said, your Instagram presence is like a young man's urine. It's, uh, it's, it's what did he say, strong and constant? <laughs> strong and consistent or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. Right. Very strong flow. Uh, Casey Pierce, check her out because uh, she's the fucking aces. I love you, Dave Clark. You. This is This is cool because I don't think it's too often that you get interviewed by a Canadian. No, Probably. not really. So you get to hear your name pronounced in Canadian. Oh, and how? Right? The, yes. Mr. Zm Thomas. Yes, that's that's right. This is the proper way to say this. Oh, is it? In in, in the Canadian. Oh, in Canada. Interlands, right? Yes. What do you what do you do? You go by Zach regularly? Do people call you Zm? What do you do? Uh, mostly at the comic shows, I go by Zm because uh, I'm not not a big fan of the word Zach. Okay. It, it kind of sounds like nutsack. <laughs> that's true. How do you like Z Zm? That's actually not Does bad. Does Z sound a little better? Yeah. It's kind it, of a it, men in black kind, kind of thing. Kind of makes me look Zed. like a badass. It, I think yeah, a little which bit, is, which right? is weird because Zed's it's... Zed's dead, baby. Zed's yeah. dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zach, he's signing things yes. as we go because uh, it's maddening here at New York Comic Con. It's Sunday. It's the last it day and it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. The, uh, Zach here has the extreme honor of being the man to have written the official sequel to the Bible. That's right, yes. Tell us a little bit about what happens in the sequel to the oh, Bible. Oh, sure. Zach. Well, the elevator pitch for the book is Jesus Christ is back and he's not crucifying around in the official sequel, 2,000 Years in the Making. Because when he's not giving mass, he's kicking ass, putting the sin back in the synagogue. So hail to the king of the Jews, baby. So the book takes place immediately upon the resurrection where Jesus is about to celebrate his very first Easter. Unfortunately, the Romans are going to decide to mess with him and try to re-crucify him, so he kind of goes ballistic and before going into exile for about the next thousand years. And it's only then when uh, a woman by the name of Sakia comes to uh, um, kind of get the help with the JLA, which is not the Justice League of America, but the Jewish League of Assassins, and he takes on the Pope. And so that is the uh, storyline for, the, uh, for, the, for the, the best sequel ever made. You are doing... Truly doing the Lord's work. Yes, Zach. yes. Well, uh, you, I, I, I thought, I, I'd heard of your book years ago because we talked at Motor City yeah. last year, and I'd heard of what you're doing because I remember walking by your table and being like, I fucking know that. I've seen <laughs> that shit online, and then was able to actually finally actually get the book, and I loved it. Oh, thank you. It's so much fun, man. Will there be a Bible three? Uh yes. There's going to be a Bible two part two, and it's going to be called Double Crossed. <laughs> and the elevator pitch for that one is is it takes place in the year 1492 when Columbus sailed to slay a Jew. 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> when you're at a show this big, yeah. You know, we were just talking before how you're thinking of getting some pins made. Yes. And it can be difficult because people find things offensive that yeah. you do. Uh, at a big show like this, how how does it come across? Do you get a little mix of everything? Hate, I, yeah. love? I, I know. I think any resistance that I get is usually people giving me like the the stink eye when they walk by, and there's really no confrontation, which is nice. Uh, sometimes people will misconstrue this as the actual Bible and come up and try to shake my hand, like, oh, another follower of Christ. <laughs> and that's yeah. weird. Uh, my, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, how do I let this guy down easily and gently? Uh, but no, normally it's it, it's actually a very good reception. It's, uh, hey, we're really excited about this. We're like-minded. Um, and even, even those who are, you know, of religious beliefs themselves, uh, oddly enough, really support this project. Right. Uh, 20% of my sales go to ministers and, and pastors and priests. Really? Yeah, and I would say See, more well, often. the thing is you could easily construe this because of yeah. the fact that Jesus is sitting on a on a rainbow-colored Pegasus with machine guns and laser blasts yeah. coming out of his eyes. You could construe this as mockery. And it's it's definitely more like, uh, what would you call it? I don't want to say it's mockery. It's, it's satire. It's, it's, it's satire yeah. for sure, but it's... It's not in a tasteful sense. Like you're not knocking anything. No, no, no. So much. I mean, yeah, you're you're placing certain individuals in certain roles. Yeah. But the whole thing is, Jesus is a badass. Yeah. Well, you, you know, know, right? And usually, how I sell it to people, it's like think of Jesus as Duke Nukem or Deadpool in this book. I mean, right. he's kind of going out. He's got the mouth. Uh, he's the only one that kind of makes the cracks, and everybody else kind of deadpans it. Right. Yeah. yeah they're yeah. all just kind of tired of his shit. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's just kind of the best way to look at it. I mean, he's not the villain. He is the good guy. Um, and people always ask me, oh, is this for or against religion? And it's really neither. It's Yeah, it's completely neither. No, it's, it's, it's inspired by religion. It is. And many aspects of religion. Yes. The, the debate of religion. The, Correct. The extremism of religion. Like, all and, these and things. And all the yeah. misconceptions, the contradictions, all the, all the uh, like, one of my favorite lines in the book, and I get a lot of uh, feedback on this one, is like, why is Jesus white? And I said, well, my book, he says the greatest miracle he's ever uh, committed was being born a white guy in the Middle East. <laughs> so, so, I mean, it, it's, it's beautiful because oh. you roll with things that you're not making up. Yeah. I yeah. mean, these are things. These exactly. Are, these are factual facts, unfortunately, to some or whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. like, if you watch Fox News, it was like, Jesus is white and so is Santa Claus. And I'm like, well, neither of them exist. So. Right, right. Yeah, yeah completely. <laughs> well, how about online? Is it the same thing online? Do um, people come, like, find you online and... Get, you know, are mistaken or some do uh, right. a lot of I get a lot more shit online but I think it's because when you're when you're hiding behind an anon right uh, you're, you're able to kind of run your mouth a little bit and then and yeah. then you know but yeah. when you run into me in the show and these very same people they literally just walk right on by they, okay right so so there hasn't been like one super religious person who's taken up the torch against you, you well know the Westboro I mean? Baptist Church has what? Yes. Yeah, so the Westboro Baptist Church when I was down in Planted City Comic Con was actually protesting me. Fuck off. Yeah. Like so, inside the con? No, outside. Yeah, they weren't you allowed in. Your, that, what great promotion Oh, exactly. Is that? Come and on. so I handed Shirley Phelps a, uh, a cover of one of the books that I did, and it's, uh, it's actually called the Faithful of Peter Edition, where you've never tasted the body of Christ quite like this. And it has Jesus snuggling up with, uh, with, um, with P- uh, St. Peter. Right. And uh, she took it. Yeah. After about a half an hour of me just standing there holding it with it. Right. And uh, I, I, I trust that she found um, that it was enjoyable. Wow. Yes. That's crazy, <laughs> man. What a trip, man. Uh, you're, you're a brave, courageous, and talented individual. Oh, thank man. you. I so appreciate what you're doing. 
I love the book. Mention your other work, too. Sure. Uh, my other work uh, is Abe the Aborted Fetus, which is a story about a fetus that survives an now abortion. Now you lost them. Yes. We just convinced them what you were doing I know, was okay, right? and now, bam, they're gone Yes, again. yes. <laughs> well, you know, that's a story about the greatest conspiracy ever conceived. Right. Because, well, you know, resistance is fetal. <laughs> and then I do another book called Joseph Smith in Space, which is the sequel to the Book of Mormon. Right. Yep. And then my uh, I do also more serious work, which is uh, Sioux Falls. Right. And uh, that one's actually a Native American steampunk story inspired by my own Dakota heritage. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, man. and that one that. just got yeah. picked up by uh, by SourcePoint. Oh, you're joining the fam. I am joining the fam. Congratulations, yeah. man. So, yeah, that's so I'm super, excited. Super cool, man. They're the fold just keeps getting bigger and more badass, It is, man. it is. And I'm actually really excited to uh, have them because, uh, you know, having it on the same table with the Bible, too, it's like two children that don't play along together very right, nicely. Right, so it'll right. be nice for it to go to a better home. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm very, very happy for you, sir. It's great to see things keep rolling along. Uh, we'll definitely hook up sometime. Yeah, the next one or on the Internet or in, in the heavens, wherever it may be. <laughs> uh, Zach. Yes. Z.M. Thomas. Where can they find you online? Uh, they can find me on Facebook at uh, facebook.com backslash the Bible 2 comic. Or you can find me on my website, trepidationcomics.com. And if you're interested in picking up a book, you can go to trepidationcomics.storeenvy.com. Perfect, dude. Thank you so much. All right, well, thank Enjoy you Enjoy the much. rest of the day. Okay, very, very cool. Um, guys, we are here. Haven't... There you go, see? Right away. It's just, it's just it's how it works. dealing and wheeling and dealing, man. It's great to see, though. So, we'll start with Mark. Cool. Here we are, guys. It's been so many years at this point. Yeah. We've, we've, been, we've been here in this spot for five years, man. Right on, yeah. man. This is my first New York Comic Con. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm very, I've never been to New York City. Never wow. New York wow. You went right to the big one. I did. Uh, well, I built my way up, you know. Yeah. So, I've been getting across doing my travels, you know. Because, I mean, I can't remember how many years it's been since you guys were on the show. Yeah. I feel like it's been it's, it's, yeah, it was almost that. near the beginning. Well, it's been going six years now. Yeah. yeah. So, you know. We might have been on five years. I mean, like early, early. Early, early. Like, and like, it's, uh, by the way, kids, we're here with Mark and Alex of Wayward Raven Media. And, yeah, you guys were on the show years ago, and it's so awesome to see that you're still kicking, you're still pumping, you're still trucking along. So tell me about the last few years. Cool. What's been happening? Dude, we've been killing it. We've been having a great time. Uh, we've Since you and I last talked, we probably had just two books, The Ascendant and Horseman. Yeah. Well, It might have just been Horseman. Well, oh, that's possible. Time, that's think, possible. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, man. We're going to have Horseman done and rolled up into a trade come June. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. We've already rolled up our first trade signed. So yeah. our third book that we started last is our first one that we're done with. Too cool. That's how it works sometimes. Uh, sometimes things hop and skip. I totally get that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's so, uh, one of the cool things about, you know, it's been a few years seeing you guys grow, getting bigger and bigger. And me, I've been on the same journey of growing and bigger. Because back then, man, it was still just me in my basement. I'd hardly done any shows. Yeah. Just finding cool guys like you online to talk to. We're starting something out fresh, and bam, here we are, six years later, New York Comic Con, 
Still and kicking. It, it, it's insane, right? So awesome. more than anything. Yeah. How's it been for you the last few years? Dude, Alex? yeah, we've just been growing and growing. I mean, we're up to I'm halfway through book three of Damn Heroes. I'm um, starting to work on some children's books. Uh, we've got a, a long, a huge lineup. Okay, let's clarify yeah. it because at the time, I think we were just saying, Mark. I think it was pretty much just Horsemen. It was when Horsemen, we were Ascendant, and we we're just starting Signs. Okay, so what's the complete lineup now? So now what we have, we're up to issue three of Horsemen. We're done with Signs, like it's completed. It's done. Not, not, yeah, it's done. Right, okay. Uh, like I said, Damn Heroes, is, we're halfway through book three. Talk about the committee. Yeah, we've got the committee, which is actually the first time we're publishing somebody else's work. Oh, cool! Very. I, cool. I like to joke around with the creator James and say it's Buffy with aliens. Sure. Well, <laughs> yeah. whatever makes it. Yeah, it does. But no, it's it's, it's a really a good pitch. book. It's like yeah. it's actually one of my one of my favorite books just because of the, the pop culture references and you know and it's a. It's weird, but it makes sense in the world that, that we live in. It's like, because it's got magic, but it's got like tech and aliens. Sure, sure, you know? sure. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then we, we actually started doing some one shots. We have Infusion that I do the cover on. It's like more hard sci-fi. Okay. You know. Um, so who's doing the book that you just brought in then? Uh, you so the committee? Sorry, the committee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So James Emmett, yeah. who's uh, 451 um, Studios. We, we met him years ago in New York Comic Con. He pitches an idea. We're like, this is great. So we started, you know, Mark took the, the role of editing. I've been putting together a book with him. and But, but he writes it and illustrates it. And we just hooked him up with some colorists sure, and letterists. Sure, sure. We got Taylor Esposito from uh, DC Comics. Hey. We're, you know, yeah. he's hey doing books. Yeah. Got, Taylor does all our letters, man. We've Taylor's upgraded. awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. Where are you guys out of again? So uh, we're New York Metro based. So Alex is in Jersey. I'm in Connecticut. Our other partner, Josh, is in Connecticut. Right yeah. on. This has been such a trip for me coming to New York for the first time. Like, yeah. it was hard. Like, as the weeks were coming up, I'm trying to get excited about the con. And I found myself more excited about just coming to the yeah. city. And checking shit out. It's all good, I mean? man. It all rolls in together, yeah, yeah. you know. I feel like, did we have we ever met in person? I I don't know. I honestly what don't. What other shows have you guys feet. do have done um, over the years? San Diego. What about C two E two? A couple years. We've never ago? done. I've been trying to get out there, but it, it always falls in the wrong time. Right. Okay. Okay. That's part of the weird yeah. journey of doing the, I know the you've show. Done that show. Right. I've done C two E two. Yeah, and it's a fantastic show. It's it's it's. Yeah. Kind of a little brother to this one. We're, you know? we're looking at it yeah. for maybe this coming year. I'm going to do it this year. I think yeah, it's yeah. going to be a great time. Yeah, even but if we don't attend, I, I might, I mean, exhibit, I might just go just to hang out. Oh, sure, yeah. sure. Oh, well, thank you. See, it's, it's funny because I've met so many people doing this now yeah. over over the years, hundreds of episodes, hundreds of shows, and I'm starting to forget. Like, I know we talked early on, but yeah. I literally was well, like, have I ever actually run into, into them at a show? Well, I was thinking the same thing, because <laughs> yeah. I, I know I, I saw your, your Facebook post that you were here yesterday, and I'm like, yeah. I know I've seen him before, but when when the hell have I actually met him in person? Yeah, and I was glad, I'm glad you up, came by. You know? Denver? Did you ever do Denver? No, I've never even been there. God, yeah. You know what you guys need to do is Motor City. We've heard that. Uh, I tell yeah, everybody that cool. all that'd the time. Cool. I'm sorry. It's not the biggest show, but it's the, the most fun, coolest show yeah. you could do. I'm always recommending. And hey. Michigan buys comics, guys. Dude, I'll and tell you what. Sometimes fits. the biggest shows aren't the ones where you have the most, like, you know, percentage profit, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Usually better. Yeah, we do right, big, right. small shows, too. Very cool. What's Absolutely. coming up? You got any more shows already scheduled? Uh, we're thinking about maybe one in, in December, but... I think we're gonna we're gonna reload. Um, okay. Part of part of like after New York Comic Con, we get a chance to breathe. We get to look at our projects. Um, you know, we want to finish Horseman, so we're gonna push on that. Right. Uh, hopefully, get that ready for June, um, and hoping that we can go back to San Diego again this year. Nice. So if that's nice. the case, we'd like to have that ready for them. Absolutely. So it's yeah. nice to have something new to throw on the table. Exactly. Or something like that. Yeah, that's a, that's a mecca I have yet to uh, attain, but. 
someday I'll get out there, you know. Hey, but that's yeah. pretty we, much we all that's left after doing this one. Oh, that was yeah. your first one. Yeah, yeah, that was the first time. And yeah. how'd you guys find like find it? Because I hear it, it's a different it's vibe. Tough. It's you're very not different. making money. I hear you got you're going to kind of be there. And, yeah, yeah. And place your presence, sort of thing. I think know? at the first it was like it was kind of a culture shock because it wasn't as much about comics as it was about like um, media. You right, know what I mean? So right, right. we we did we did really good with prints, um, books. Good. We got we, when we found people who were into comics, we found fans. Right, right there. That which is great. That's cool. So yeah. So you guys are gonna be open to like you know like solicitations? Like you're looking at portfolios or was oh, that yeah, all kind the time? Of, oh, you are. Yeah. Uh, all open to take. Yeah, I'll, I'll, a lot of times I'll take time here and and. You know, provided it's not crazy busy or anything like that, sure. these guys can help yeah, cover yeah, me. I'll yeah, usually look yeah. at portfolios. Can people send work Absolutely. anywhere? Where, Absolutely. Where can they send it? We, uh, you, can always, uh, you can always go on our site, waywardraven.com, and you'll see a lot of information on that. But. Right. Um, yeah, absolutely. There's there's a number of ways to, to send stuff there. Right on. Um, I think we have yeah. actually a formal like submission page. Very if not, cool. I'll have to yeah. put one together. Very cool, guys. Yeah. I'm so thrilled to see that you know this has worked out. You guys have kept trudging and you're doing fantastic shit. Yeah. It's so awesome. It's it's very very cool, guys. Uh, basically, yeah, that was it. Uh, wayward Ravian. Where? Wayward. Sorry, we're all done. <laughs> Voices are oh done. My God. Yeah, listen to the rasping. All my interviews today are gonna sound like this and shit. Um, waywardravenmedia.com. Uh, actually, yeah. it's, it's waywardraven.com. Say, right. Say it right. Yeah. Waywardraven.com. And also, you can find us on damnheroes.com. Perfect. Yeah. Guys. Thank you. Finally, so awesome cool. If you, we man. haven't met before, oh, it was <laughs> very cool to finally do it. Yeah. I wish you all the success in the future. I can't wait to run into you guys again. Yeah, my name is Jay. Ted, nice to meet you. What's the name of your podcast? It's called An Elegant Weapon out of Toronto. Okay. Up in Canada there. Alrighty. And sorry, your name? Uh, are we already going? Yeah, we're going. All right. Well, let's go. uh, yeah, Ted Sakura. Right on. All right. Well, yeah, tell me about your book, man. Our book is the story of a Hungarian ice cream truck driver in Cleveland who unlocks the spirit force of the most savage creature mankind has never known. <laughs> that's, that's a good beginning. <laughs> uh, very cool. Okay, so we're doing this pretty off the fly. Where are you from? I'm from Cleveland. Very cool, very cool. I guess that's what inspired yeah, the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you write it? Do you draw it? Sure. Tell us about uh, the team. Yeah, so I'm the uh, creator, co-writer, colorist, and letterer. Okay. And there's a guy uh, in Spain, Benito Gallego, who does the art. Right And on. the co-writer is Milo Miller. Okay, that's very, very cool. So uh, how long have you been working on this? What it all it come from? Well, it all started with this feature film. So I'm a filmmaker by trade. I do mostly documentary work now, but I did this narrative feature. It was the first thing that I uh, directed. And it's about, it's a dark comedy love story about a guy who has an idea for a superhero. His superhero, is, the movie's called Hero Tomorrow. I don't know if I mentioned that. Okay. All right, Hero Tomorrow is about a guy who's got an idea for a superhero. And it is based on the premise that so many heroes are creature themed but all the good creatures have been taken. The spiders and the bats, etc. Right, okay. So he makes up an animal that's so powerful, menacing, yet stealth, we have still yet to discover it as a society. Um, so imagine trying to sell that to a publisher. A superhero well, based on an yeah. animal that makes no, you know, it, it, it doesn't exist. Uh, it makes no sense. It doesn't, but it's, <laughs> it, it makes no sense in a very cool way. Thank you. Well... <laughs> The publishers don't see it that way, and that's part of the humor of the movie, is this sort of him always explaining a superhero about, you know, that it's he's yeah, bumbling through yeah. it like I'm bumbling through this pitch, for no, instance. No, I completely understand right. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Then his girlfriend's an aspiring fashion designer. She takes pity on him, and she makes him a costume of his own character for Halloween. And once he has a costume, he's not content to just wear it on Halloween. He's like, what would it be like to creep through the backyards in this thing? 
And then what if I try to fight some crime with this thing on? And, you know, it goes from bad to worse to worse. Okay. Um, the movie debuted, though, at Comic-Con International. Right it played. On. It actually played here at New York. Uh, film festivals all over the world. Right. And one of the things we heard over and over again is this a Palma idea is so strange. There's really nothing like it in comics. No. You ought to try it as a book. So we thought, all right, but we're not going to do an adaptation of the movie. We'll do the book that was in his head. If he could have oh, just got that so published. inspired by and he kind of tweaked it a little bit. Right on. Right, right, so right. I always say the uh, the way to understand it, the, the movie's like if Stanley's girlfriend had made him a Spider-Man suit instead of publishing Spider-Man, he ran around dressed like Spider-Man. That's a cool The idea. book is like a Spider-Man comic in that analogy. Okay, so were you already into comics uh, and that's why this was like hero, superhero inspired the movie? Oh, yeah. I collected then, my whole life. Okay, yeah, yeah, so it didn't yeah. just, you weren't just like a film guy who got into the... No. No, 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 no. I hadn't missed Spider-Man since Amazing 141. Oh, okay, right yeah. on. Yeah, so, that's a beautiful thing. So yeah. that's what inspired the Mysterio. whole Mysterio. So where'd you go to school? How'd you learn to do filmmaking and stuff? You know, I was mostly self-taught. I went to school in Akron, University of Akron, right. and um, I was always an aspiring comic book artist all through high school, and I ended up with an advertising degree, and somehow uh, my path is really windy. I was doing rock bands. I was I played guitar. I and. Was, Magician, All yeah. around creative renaissance man, then. Um, <laughs> I suppose. Well, anyway, but yeah. yeah. So um, then uh, it, it just it just wove its way into film. And I, I, I had a theater background. And really what happened was the theater projects would end and we'd kind of be sad they were gone. Right. And I thought if we made a movie, it'll always be there the way we left it. So okay, nice. that was our inspiration to do the film. That's very, very cool, man. I like the multimedia thing. I like when things influence others and, you know, the whole Easter eggs. And, you know, I, I, I like... See, the thing about the Marvel movies and stuff, you know, everybody is so intent on them being connected, right? Right. And to me, that kind of puts them in a box mm. where they have to stick to this formula now. And yeah. everybody's upset that DC just announced they're going right. to do Elseworlds and stuff. Yeah. I love that. That means I can have all the different Batmans we've had. Yeah, all yeah. All the different stories that don't connect. Like, people have done, like, you know, Gotham by Gaslight or sure. something. Where yeah. people have taken something and been able to put their own creative spin on it very difficult to do in a Marvel situation. It is. You know? so, so I suppose, yeah, and I think you make a great point. Maybe it'll go that way, like Marvel will reach a certain point where it's like, all right, now we get to do that too. Well, <laughs> they're going to run out yeah. of stories, right? They're gonna get I to don't a know. Well, I think they might get to a point where, you know, the, we remember all the older stories and all the arcs up to a certain point, but all the new stuff that aren't as many people are reading, is there going to be as much demand for that? weird stuff in the future in another 10 15 years the, you know yeah the problem for me with the marvel movies is you know going back to what i loved about comics right take spider-man the city wasn't hanging in the balance in every issue right you know right, it's yeah. it's many little uh, personal apocalypse but it's not a you know yeah, you're fighting right. you know the scorpion and that's enough and you know, I, I feel like now they have to outdo themselves every time, totally bigger and bigger, Absolutely. and you, you do have nowhere to go now. Yeah, 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 um, yeah I totally agree. There's nothing wrong with just fighting the bad guy once yeah, in a while, you know, yeah. so that's very, very cool. Uh, do, uh, do bad guys develop in this then? The oh, way yeah. He, so the way that he kind of creates an actual superhero, is there an arch nemesis kind of origin tale that comes along with him sort of thing? Oh, yeah, is there ever. So... You know, if you look at our artwork, you'll see there's kind of a nod to the Bronze Age, the Silver Age. We were very cognizant of what worked with, you know, Stanley's my biggest idol, you know, and sure. and um, wanted to create something that kind of had that feel, where you are creating a new universe. We give you an experience you can't get with Marvel and DC. When it starts, 
there's no superhero. So you see the origin of the first one, and then we start introducing the rogues gallery. And this character right here, Regina, Ooh. she is this hippie psychedelic flower child gone wrong. Right, right, Her deal right. is we tried to change the world peacefully in the 60s and it didn't stick and now we're gonna do it on my terms. Right, right. And um, we actually, she's been so popular we're going to do a spin-off graphic novel that tells her origin because she shows up and he doesn't know, she's been waiting for him for a long time and he has no idea why. So um, we're doing a lot with her. Uh, this looks beautiful, man. This is gorgeous. Thank this you is so much. Uh, very like pulp inspired, you know what I mean? Thank it's you. Definitely got the old look to it, and I absolutely love that. Uh, this character, um, she's the tap dance killer, and, and what happens with her is she's this really talented actress. That's so awesome. <laughs> really talented actress who gets cast in a horror show musical as the tap dance killer, but something supernatural happens to her, and she can't shake the role and she starts taking it to the streets going completely method <laughs> so dude i i like your thinking man i thanks, like the man. way you think this is some awesomely creative stuff and kids i know you can't see it but we'll definitely try to find some stuff we can put up on the website there so people uh can check out your stylings and shit for people in toronto uh this is something very up uh Han's alley <laughs> i i should say if you're uh, if you're into that sort of thing homeless g-men and uh Gladiosaurs. Uh, he's a huge Kirby guy. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. this has definitely got that that Kirby feel to right it as on. well. You yeah. know what I mean? Just yeah, that yeah. we don't need that much explanation. This is this crazy fucking thing that <laughs> happened. Now this person's nuts in this nuts way, and the story will continue. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I really, yeah. really appreciate that. Where can people check it out or get their hands on well, it? Well, I always say our website's abomination.com, but no one knows how to spell that. So let's say clevelandsuperhero.com forwards you right there. Very cool. Apama, just how it sounds. A-P-A-M-A. -A. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So very, very cool. Sorry, and your name one more time. Ted Sakura. Ted Sakura. Kids, check this stuff out. It's fantastic. I really appreciate you uh, taking a few minutes, man. Hey, I'm thanks for talking to me. Look a little more into this. It's exciting stuff. So have a good rest of your show. All right, you too, buddy.